Hello there, nice to have you with me again today on the uh, edition of the Psychology Report, Insomnia. You know, millions of Americans, millions of people around the world suffer from insomnia, but most of people do not understand the problems associated with insomnia and ignore the symptoms and ignore the fact that something could be done about it. For some people, insomnia is just the tip of the iceberg. It's the visible sign that there is something going on in their life and in their body and in their mind and in their emotional system that is not quite right. There's a strong relationship between insomnia and problems of physical health, mental health, social relationships, and so on. So when we go about our business and do not pay attention to the insomnia that we experience, we are putting ourselves at risk. And there are many, many people at risk today because of insomnia and ignoring the fact that insomnia is a treatable disorder but it's also a serious disorder and often is a sign or a symptom of something going on within the system that needs to be addressed. And it appears that men ignore the symptoms of insomnia more than women. And what happens then is that often people, to counteract their insomnia, turn to alcohol. And now we can create an alcohol problem. We also know that those with insomnia experience lower productivity at work and then often have a work-related problem. More absenteeism, more tardiness, uh, just can't get going in the morning. The productivity in the first part of the day is minimal. So it affects their performance, it affects their jobs, and obviously puts their job at risk. And of course, it increases their health-related problems and concerns and drives them to the doctor more often than not. Some physicians understand insomnia and deal with it and address it and treat it. Others don't. So it's a uh, disorder that uh, has mixed blessings to it and has mixed responses even within the medical community. Now, in 2005, a poll was taken and found that a, there's a strong relationship between sleep and health. Adults diagnosed with at least one common medical condition, such as blood pressure or arthritis or heartburn or GERD or a, emotional disorders such as depression, those people are more likely to say they frequently get a good, they are more likely to say that they do not get a good night's sleep almost twice as other people, twice the amount of other people. And with those with diagnosed medical conditions are more likely to be at risk for insomnia anyway. A medical condition often puts you then at risk for your own uh, sleep uh, struggles and difficulties. 
Now, in that 2005 study, which was conducted by the National Sleep Foundation, they interviewed about 1,500 adults, all over the ages of 18, and they were all in the United States. And they showed, the results showed that about one half of the people who responded, that's about 54% of them, say that they experienced at least one symptom of, it, of insomnia a few nights a week. So 33% of them said they have at least one symptom of insomnia every night or almost every night. So you can see that those that are struggling with the insomnia profile or pattern deal with it on a regular basis every night or frequently during the course of the week. Now, what are the symptoms of insomnia? What are they referring to when they say they have a symptom of insomnia uh, at least 54% of the time? Well, let's take a look at this. The most common symptom is waking up feeling unrefreshed in the morning. 38% of the people who have insomnia or reported problems of insomnia indicated that was one of their symptoms. And it's the most common one, waking up feeling unrefreshed. So it takes them a while to get going. It takes them a while to organize their life, which means they have to get up early and just to get their life organized so that they can get to work on time. Or they get up and they struggle and they get on to work and then they spend the first hour at work just kind of getting their bearings about themselves and getting organized and getting focused so they can do their job. So you can see the problems right there associated with that very common symptom of insomnia, waking up in the morning feeling unrefreshed. That was number one. Okay, here's number two. 32% of the people say they wake up a lot during the night. In other words, you sleep and you wake up, you sleep and you wake up, you sleep and you wake up. Two, three, four, five times a night, they wake up during the night. In other words, they're not getting good sleep. They're sleeping, to be sure, they're sleeping. But the quality of sleep is poor, and the hours of sleep is decreased by the fact that they wake up and then have to go back to sleep again. So they're getting fewer hours of sleep, or they sleep into the day, they sleep into the morning hours. Now, if they're not working and so on, maybe they can do that. They don't have children. Uh, or if they work, then they have a problem getting up in the morning and getting on to work and being productive. What do we call it? Hitting the floor running, you know? Okay, that was 32% of the people. Here's the third symptom. 21% say that they have difficulty falling asleep. And about 21% also said that they wake up too early and then can't go back to sleep. So it's a problem of both in the evening going to sleep and in the early morning staying asleep sufficiently to wake up at a reasonable time of the day or time of the morning. 21% of both of those counts. In other words, insomnia is associated with the difficulty of falling asleep and it's associated with waking up too early in the morning and then cannot go back to sleep again. I talked to a person the other day, wakes up about 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and then can't go back to sleep. Just kind of lays in bed and just kind of 
rustles around and then gets up about six. And doesn't have to, but he does because he's just tired of just laying in bed not sleeping. So people have a different pattern, but those are associated with insomnia. And then the last one is about one or ten of the people. That's about they have about nine percent. About one in ten said that their insomnia symptoms actually impact their daily activities, which means they're at risk for insomnia, and they're at risk in whatever their daily activities are. If they work, and it impacts their work, of course they're at risk there. It impacts their relationships, sure. It impacts the relationship. People in the morning don't want to talk to them. People in the, they don't want to talk to them in the morning. People don't want to talk to them until maybe 10 o'clock or noon. You know, there are people in our offices, there are people in our companies that just, you just avoid them until they get a chance to get their orientation in the morning. You avoid them for the first hour or two or three. I mean, people have that kind of reputation. Not because they're crabby people or they're ornery, but they're insomniacs. They're people who suffer from insomnia. And um, they don't get their six hours of sleep at night. Now, that's generally considered the rule. You should have at least six hours of sleep at night. Eight is good. Eight is excellent. You get seven hours of sleep at night. That's that's okay. But a minimum of six. Okay? And uh, that's kind of the, the pattern. And then, of course, we want to make sure that you have daytime arousal. Daytime awakening, so that there is this uh, getting up and getting going, you know, in the morning. And then, of course, not missing work or missing an event or missing a time schedule first thing in the day. Insomnia, people often have to kind of schedule their day in such a way that it doesn't start until about 10 o'clock. And uh, so they miss a good portion of the day, and that does affect all kinds of relationships. It affects relationships with people or they're going to deal with in the day. It affects the people at work. And even if they have this kind of an insomnia pattern, it, inter it interferes with and impacts the intimate relationships of a couple. So insomnia is just that idea of making you too tired to function in these areas of your life. Too tired to get up and get going. Too tired to just deal with things until you get your wits about yourself. So there's a couple hours lost there, and then, of course, there's irritations and problems in the relationships that you have, especially the relationships that you have in the morning. So um, if you have insomnia, a couple things you need to do. Obviously, you want to get checked out and discuss it with your physician. Now, some physicians deal with this differently. They take it seriously. And they will do something to help you assess what your sleep problem really is and what the basis of it really is, if it's in the medical realm of your life. But also, if you have insomnia, check it out with your psychologist because depression is a major source of insomnia. So, and anxiety is a major source of insomnia. Having a high level of stress is a source of insomnia. It might be just temporary, but it might be chronic. You know, having difficult relationships, having uh, problems to solve all the time, and you got kids that just give you difficulty, can be a base of your insomnia because you're worried. 
about them all. So check out with your physician, check out with your psychologist. Make sure that you understand what your insomnia is related to and the nature of your insomnia and perhaps then a couple ideas of what you can do to overcome the insomnia or deal with it more effectively and more positively so that it has less of the negative impact on your life and on your work and on your relationships, okay? Now, one other thing before you go to bed. Make sure you have a good mattress. Make sure you have clean sheets. Make sure you have a dark room. And make sure you have a room that is relatively cool. Open a window if you need to. So, I mean, those are just some of the environmental you know, factors that come to play there, okay? Make sure that before you go to bed at night, you shut off all your computers at least one hour before going to sleep, before going to bed. Your, your brain becomes stimulated when you're looking at a computer screen into the night. So shut them all off, shut off the television before going to bed, at least by an hour. Read and just rest, talk. You might use a uh, herbal tea, you know, things like that, just to get your body kind of rested and then go to bed. So, I mean, those are just some of the things that you want to do. Make sure that the sound is out is, is uh, deadened at night before you go to bed and that there isn't any sound in the background of the house when you're trying to sleep. It might be your work hours. You might better be a person who'd work at night and sleep during the day. Maybe that would be a better thing for you to do. Maybe you need to change your work hours. Maybe you need to start at 9 rather than at 8. You know, maybe you should work a little hour or later in the day. Um, maybe you should work part-time rather than full-time. I mean, there's some adjustments that you may need to make in your life, in your lifestyle, to help you get over this insomnia. But you need to deal with the insomnia because it's going to affect your brain over a long period of time and it's certainly going to affect our relationships, it's going to affect your performance at work, it's going to affect your body, it's going to affect your health. So we know that these are the problems. So take charge of your life. Take charge of your insomnia. And if your physician doesn't help you deal with it, you don't have a psychologist, well, we find a psychologist and find a, perhaps a different physician that can help you deal with this thing. It might be just sleep apnea, you know, that you have. You might just have to take a sleep test to make sure that you don't have sleep apnea. You know, if you may have sleep apnea, if you've been snoring and making loud sounds at night and grasping for air and waking up and so on, that may be your difficulty. You may need to go to a sleep clinic. Discuss that with your physician. Get a referral. Anyway, take charge and do something about it. Okay? Hey, nice to have you with me today. I, again, recommend that you connect with me at the uh, centralvalleytalk.com. I have a television program every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock in the morning, Pacific Standard Time. The television program is entitled Doctor Teach Me to Parent. So it's a great program for young parents and grandparents to get some tips on parenting. So it's Doctor Teach Me to Parent. It's found on centralvalleytalk.com. Saturday morning, 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Join me there. be a good morning hour for you as you start your week on a Saturday. Okay? Thanks for joining me today, and bye for now.